0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Real Sports Talk. Today's episode is going to continue to talk about NBA player stories. And I hope to continue doing some of these in the coming days. So, last time we had talked about Pascal Siakam and his impact and his story. And what it meant to the Toronto Raptors. So today I am going to key in on a player that has been in the NBA for almost nine years, has had a quite a journey from where he started, the playing time that he had to earn, the recognition that he received while playing for a couple of franchises and how he is leading one of the teams into Orlando as an underdog, as a sleeper team, I would say. And that player would be Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler was drafted by the Chicago Bulls 30th overall in the 2011 NBA draft Jimmy Butler has been someone who goes about his business in a way that is similar to the way LeBron James does it how Kobe Bryant used to be in terms of work ethic and the ability to bring that effort that competitive fervor that you need to make an impact in the NBA Jimmy Butler has grown into a leader over time when he started out playing he was not as recognized as much He had to really build his way up, earn the playing time that he had to play. And as a shooting guard, shooting forward, one of the things that he became known for early on in his career was being someone who could match up very well with a lot of players, a lot of positions. Being in Chicago with Derrick Rose. Joakim Noah. Being under Tom Thibodeau, Someone who taught him discipline. Values of upping your level of play. Showing up and being able to make an impact in every game. Jimmy Butler was the kind of guy that had to really learn these things as he went on. He got better every season I would say since, since he got drafted. He had some really good performances in most of the seasons and Chicago was relevant I would say. They were in the mix always with, you know, Cleveland and Miami. And Jimmy Butler was just ascending, you know. His numbers continued to get up. Shooting-wise, he continued to improve. He worked hard. Did a lot of things to to get himself to the point where he you know he made an impact early he showed that he belonged amongst the players that he was playing with Jimmy Butler is a five-time NBA all-star four-time NBA all-defensive team and one of the things that he talked about and focused on was that, you know, he just wanted to win. He had a vision of, a like a lot of players do, of, of bringing out the best in himself and demanding that from his, his teammates. Now, the things that Jimmy Butler tried to teach or be able to do most players that played with him perceived him to be a certain way that they felt like he was too too hard on them or not not understanding that they they needed time to gel and and Jimmy Butler I would just say that The way he is and the way he is now, his competitive style, his way of, you know, working and working out and challenging his teammates. It's a unique, unique thing. Every player has has a way of motivating themselves, getting the most out of their their teammates. And Jimmy Butler did it in a way that was uncomfortable to a lot lot of, of you know, co-stars that he played with. But the Bulls, I think, wouldn't have been in the mix or as good as they were if Jimmy Butler wasn't that way. If he didn't challenge himself to be better offensively, defensively, and having his teammates buy into what he was seeing, the things that he saw on the court, how he wanted to go about things. Jimmy Butler improved so much when he had to be A focal point of that Bulls team even after Derrick Rose you know had his injuries and and things you know changed around where you know he went through a bunch of changes and you know did he clash with some coaches along the way sure he did and I'll get into that a bit later but Jimmy Butler is one of those guys that continues to do what he does and he doesn't shy away from anything. He will accept things in terms of, he doesn't get bothered by the fact that people don't agree with the way he leads a team or the way he goes about his business. Every person has a different style and Jimmy Butler is one of those guys that having the attitude where he values greatness playing with an infectious attitude that that requires a lot of time and understanding being able to bring that to the NBA court has been a has been a big challenge and most players perceive Jimmy Butler to be away they know how good he is how competitive he is and the ones that don't understand him as much or perceive him a certain way, they don't know the they don't know the full story. Jimmy Butler grew up in Houston, Texas. He grew up in a family that was really, you know, in terms of the environment and the things that were going on back then. A lot of players have been perceived a certain way, have been through a lot, and Jimmy Butler is kind of the same boat. You know, his father left the family at an early age. You know, he was abandoned by his father. At the age of 13, his mom, you know, kicked him out of the house. Just saying that, you know, she didn't like the look of her son and he just had to go. And, you know, those things are part of a a life, a journey, kind of, a lot of people experience those kind of things. So, Jimmy Butler was pretty much homeless after that and... He really had to just find a way to, to survive and, and, and to, to, to be able to keep living his life and do things in a certain way. Now, he does talk to his family today. There's no grudges between him and his family. After all, you love a family, have a relationship, so Jimmy Butler has maintained that. But at that time, as he was trying to find his way in life, discover what he really wanted to do, you know, that happened to him. So, you know, he battled through that, and he met someone by the name of Jordan Leslie, who was a football player, the Denver Broncos. And... They had a very close relationship friendship that they they came together and that that family accepted Jimmy Butler and gave him the opportunity to attend the University of Marquette to play college basketball and Jimmy Butler did what he did best and he he made the most of the situation he Went to Marquette, able to go to school, have the support of Jordan Leslie and his family, and he started ascending and making an impact in the sense that, you know, a lot of teams had their eyes on him and one GM... Before the NBA draft, 2011, had said that his story is one of the most remarkable I've seen in all of basketball. There were so many times that he was set up to fail, but seeing how he carried himself and not being, not wanting to talk about his his life, he just showed that he, you know, was using that as motivation as a way to like bring out the best of him, and and he did that. He did that in many ways. Jimmy Butler had to earn his playing time, his opportunity in 2011. 2011 was the NBA's uh, you know, lockout shortened season, so he didn't get a lot of playing time. Tom Thibodeau wasn't as keen on playing Jimmy Butler his very first year of the NBA not only because he Was trying to, you know, shake up the roster and mold it the way he wanted to mold it. But Jimmy Butler wasn't seen as someone who could be, like, a player to make an impact. Like, he was seen as a bench player. A bench player that had the abilities to play defense but couldn't do it on the offensive side. And he was still growing into that role of becoming a shooting guard, shooting forward. There was a lot of transition with, 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 with doing that. But... As time went on, he, he, he made a place for himself in Chicago. He made a presence of himself in Chicago. He worked his way up. He continued to learn from his teammates around him. Co-stars that he met. In terms of meeting players on the, on the rise and doing what he was doing. So Jimmy Butler improved himself, put in the work to be where he is. And he played a lot of meaningful games for Chicago. They made it to the postseason almost every year that he was there. In 2015 he was named the NBA's most improved player. he showed that he had the ability to be relevant important in games and Chicago did reward him as he started to ascend more and more as time went on they they valued that and you know once Derek Rose departed that team or was traded from that team then it became Jimmy Butler's team and he was the one who would be the one to go ahead and and lead that team and and try to teach those young players the way that he wanted how they want he wanted to lead them that was totally up to him and Jimmy Butler as he got more and more into The playing time that he earned and what he was doing. You know, there was a lot of players that didn't buy in all the time on Jimmy Butler. There was a perception that, you know, he didn't have the his way, the way he wanted to win and teach and do things, teach basketball, how how he perceived things wasn't shared by most people. That's fair. Every NBA player has their way of expressing their views, being in a comfortable zone. I think Jimmy Butler demanded a lot of players to to be outside their comfort zone, trying to embody qualities of like Kobe and MJ, about being tough on yourself, being being accountable. And I think it wasn't working out so well at times because what ended up happening is that in 2015 the Bulls had hired a new coach Fred Hoiberg college basketball coach and in the 2016-2017 season if anybody doesn't remember they had decided to bring in Dwayne Wade Dwayne Wade was a free agent he had some you know Miami had given him the right to explore free agency a little bit and Dwayne Wade you know growing up in Chicago decided to play for the Bulls at the same time Rajon Rondo also was Expected to be part of a team. So you had a situation where in 2016, you had Jimmy Butler, not being his team, you had Dwayne Wade, and you have Rajon Rondo. Now, these are three personalities at that time who all thought they were like the alpha. Now, Dwayne Wade knew that this was Jimmy Butler's team. Where John Rondo seemed to understand the same thing. But that was a very tough and confusing kind of year for the Bulls. Because there were many times throughout that season where you could just see there was always a disconnect between the younger players like Chris Dunn Chris Dunn and others that you know they weren't playing so well all the time and they weren't really buying into Fred Holberg's play his messages wasn't getting through so you would have situation where the Bulls would lose games and you had Dwayne Wade and Jimmy Butler come out and say that you know we didn't play well. Guys had to step up. Kind of lighting a fire under their teammates. And then you had Rajon Rondo kind of have his own kind of view on it, saying that gotta encourage these players. It takes time for all these kind of things. And there was a lot of viewpoints that clashed. And I wouldn't say that the relationship between Jimmy Butler and Dwayne Wade was bad. It was just one of those things where they agreed that this Chicago team, this organization, just didn't hold all their players to a high level of standard. Like they they were okay with with the Bulls just not being who they used to be, who they were known to be in the in the past. So that didn't really end well for for all three of them, to be honest, because there's always a disconnect, and the Bulls were never the same. You know, they did end up winning a couple of playoff games, but then they, you know, ended up losing the rest after they took a two 0 lead. And the Bulls, you know, started to rebuild. They started to rebuild. Most people don't think that was the case, but it was pretty clear that when they let, you know, Dwayne Wade kind of go and John Rondo going, and then the Bulls just didn't view Jimmy Butler as a franchise player. They didn't view him as someone who could take him to the promised land. They thought that Dwayne Wade was going to be the one to help Jimmy Butler do that. But I think Jimmy Butler was already. The way he was... And the way he was leading that team... The way he was playing... You know... He had a certain way of just pushing... All these buttons within the front office of the Bulls... That the Bulls just... Really... Didn't know what to do... They wanted to... They wanted to do something where they could have... Control over the roster they wanted to shape and... Not surrounding Jimmy Butler with the players that he was looking to have or what they needed to have to be successful and competitive that was where things fell apart for for Jimmy Butler and the Bulls so you know he ended up getting traded to the Minnesota Timberwolves Tom Thibodeau was was there as well this time as the coach of the Timberwolves and you know Jimmy Butler clashed with Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins and most people will say that Jimmy Butler was the one to make that situation not working to a certain degree I think that can be said that Jimmy Butler was trying to make Carl Anthony Towns and Drew Wiggins better he expected more out of them he led that team by the way through most of that season he did get hurt and end up missing a bunch of games but he came back in time but jimmy Butler made minnesota a really good team and jimmy Butler, you know demanded a lot from carl anthony towns andrew wiggins because jimmy Butler is that way he is someone who has an incredible work ethic like most nba players but he's a no-nonsense kind of player so he's not afraid to speak his mind and, and, and really go after people in practice, and that's what he was doing. He was really doing that, trying to push all of these players in ways that was uncomfortable. Probably pl- younger players didn't appreciate it, and Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins they didn't they didn't buy into. It. They didn't they didn't like how, how they were being treated and perceived. And Jimmy Butler took took a lot of flack for that. I don't think it was his fault. I just think that the way he went about his business and trying to be a leader, most players didn't, didn't buy into it. And they made it to the playoffs against the Rockets, lost in five games in that playoff series. But Jimmy Butler just wasn't happy in terms of He just saw that the front office, not being able to do things, not being able to surround the talent, not being able to support him in terms of just giving him more of a say in things. And players have the rights to say things. They can't go overboard with with the things they have have to do. They have to do their job. And Jimmy Butler was playing well. He ascended into a player... very quickly you know, he became an offensive threat on the field, on the basketball court Carried the bulls to a lot of meaningful games and the bulls just didn't didn't see his vision there was a constant power struggle there because Jimmy Butler demanded a lot and the GM of the bull gar foreman he just wanted to get younger and better Minnesota didn't seem to put around the talent that Jimmy Butler wanted. Now, in this case, I'm saying a lot that Jimmy Butler wanted this and wanted that. The truth is that Jimmy Butler was just looking to play basketball and win. And for Minnesota to have that season that they had... He didn't think the players were taking wins seriously. He was one of the main reasons why they made it to the postseason that year in the first place. But not being able to see those things carry over. Into the next season, into the off season, He forced his way out of Minnesota. Really forced his way out of Minnesota and... That wasn't a good look for sure. But he was just motivated by being criticized for the way he handled certain things, how he was kind of behaving in terms of the words he was speaking, the actions that he was demonstrating, what was being reported about him. He kept getting perceived as somebody who, you know, was disruptive and and didn't hold himself accountable. And, you know, that's not true. I think Jimmy Butler has proven that he's a rock-solid NBA player. And he is a championship player. He can be part of a championship-winning team. But he wasn't that kind of guy who went full-on into like recu- recruiting players. He tried his best to do that, even when he was in Chicago. But he just valued being able to play basketball. To have that attitude that no matter what happens, we got a chance. We got to fight. got to be competitive. And so... Whatever he was doing along the way... He was doing it... Just to be in an environment where... players wouldn't have arguments and and let those feelings get in the way. And I think what happened throughout all these experiences with Jimmy Butler is that the Bulls felt like Jimmy Butler's ego was too big. He was doing all these kind of things. They weren't willing to forget and move on. And I think Jimmy Butler was just trying to be the person who, in the moment of these games of... Moments between him and these players, he was just trying to get these guys to buy in to what it takes to win, even though he had an experience winning at the highest level, being close, getting to a couple of conference finals and division, you know, first round series. He was just trying to get to that point. So, having those kind of bad feelings and those things. You know, where tempers were flaring all throughout when they had Dwayne Wade and John Rondo, tempers were flaring. I think Jimmy Butler just continued to be himself, play at the high level he was playing at. And not all players can be a Jimmy Butler. Everybody's different, everybody has a certain way of what they can do and they can't do. And his leadership. He was put to test a lot throughout those seasons with Chicago. And they rewarded him, but they didn't let his vision, let his play continue. So when they traded him to Minnesota, you know he had tried to make it work, and it wasn't working for him. So he played the next season about 10 games or so, then he got traded to the Philadelphia 76ers. Now with the Sixers, same situation. He couldn't really find his place with Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Although he was really one of the most successful players in terms of getting the Sixers to really have a solid opportunity to win. And They played well that season. There were games where you would see Embiid and Simmons play well. Butler will be the one to have those late game winning shots or moments where that's what they brought him in but he struggled in the sense that with Phil Duffy was just focused on Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid and getting them to develop and be well and you know that team itself wasn't the best in terms of the way they were constructed but they had a lot of success that year. Jimmy Butler provided such a an experience factor to Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, and they were able to make it all the way to the conference finals against the Toronto Raptors and Kawhi Leonard. In Game Seven, and they lost by by you know that shot made by Kawhi Leonard, which was which was you know amazing in itself. But Philadelphia wasn't willing to go all-in on Jimmy Butler. They were focused on Embiid and Simmons and building that roster towards their strengths, their weaknesses. and And trying to make it happen in a way that they wouldn't have to pay Jimmy Butler a whole lot. So... Jimmy Butler then got traded to the Miami Heat. And one of the biggest reasons Jimmy Butler wanted to be in Miami and why it worked out with Miami is because Dwayne Wade saw Jimmy Butler for what he was. In terms of, when they even played together for a short time in Chicago, Dwayne Wade sold Pat Riley... Eric's poster on The kind of player that Jimmy Butler Is and what he he Can do and what he will be able to do In fitting into the culture that Miami had So Dwayne Wade was a huge Huge factor In getting Jimmy Butler to Miami And Butler was Really excited about that because he knew What the Miami Heat Franchise was about the championships that they were able to win with Dwayne Wade, LeBron being there. Pat Riley building a team that already had really good young players all around. And Jimmy Butler found himself in a situation where he really excelled. Able to play with players like Tyler Hero Bam Aba Abaido, Andre Godala you know Tyler Johnson. And so, seeing how Jimmy Butler was able to get into my, get to the Miami Heat, work with exposure. Spoelstra, work with that young team that they had, to be able to lead Miami to the number four seed this year, pretty remarkable. Miami let him be who he wanted to be. Butler said what he appreciated about Miami is that they can have a hard practice. Words can't be exchanged. The feelings don't fester. So Jimmy Butler has excelled being the one to lead this young Miami Heat's team. With all the young talent they do have. Being able to help guys buy into not only what he's teaching them, but what Sposter has been teaching, what Pat Riley has been teaching. Jimmy Butler is on his fourth NBA team. The things that he did, the way he showed up in a lot of games, played against LeBron James, James Harden, Giannis, being in the Western Conference, then coming to the Eastern Conference, giving Miami something meaningful to be on be in the conversation as a sleeper team in the East. Dream Budar deserves a lot of respect for that. The way he has been able to play and play well and be able to sustain it over time. Speaks volumes to his character and what he's been doing throughout his NBA career. I think that Jimmy Butler Jimmy Butler has a great future in the sense that if Miami continues to do what they are expected to do is need to grow and develop the player that they do have and to give him a chance to lead this team and be able to compete against Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Toronto. Then he's going to be able to accomplish the goal that has eluded him. That is getting an NBA championship. Putting it all together is what Jimmy Butler has to do. And he is one of the most underrated players in the NBA. His story of where he was in terms of not having a home then be able to play basketball to overcome the notion that he had raw talent he was only a defensive player to then become a two way player and to excel in a way where he went from one situation to the next whether it was his fault or not circumstances kept changing for Jimmy Butler the way he was perceived the way he was kind of scrutinized and attacked for the way he was behaving But for always keeping that same attitude of putting his head down, putting in the hard work, being able to appreciate all of the support and accolades that he achieved up to this point, for him to be able to be himself and flourish well in Miami, knowing that Miami is going to be taking care of him in ways that the Bulls weren't doing it. The Bulls weren't willing to take a, take a gamble on Jimmy Butler. Not to the point where they thought that they could build and continue to win with him. They didn't see him that way. And he's been trying to to take that notion and, and, and do away with it. He's, he's showing that he has the ability to play at the highest level, to compete with the best that there is. And be good at it be really good at it as a leader he spoke his mind not every leader is perceived as good or bad you know you really don't know it explain it, different leadership qualities but I think the way that he motivated a lot of players on the Miami Heat this year to be able to win the games that they were winning to challenge and cause matchup problems for teams like the Bucs and others. I think his attitude, his style, even going into this season was great. Jimmy Butler is going to have a chance. To accomplish his goal of winning a championship. I hope he succeeds in in doing that. Because he persevered through a lot of changes. A lot of attacks on his character. Things that were said about him. What he couldn't do, he was able to do. And he's continuing to, to do that. Even today as he's hoping to lead Miami deep into this year's postseason and be able to maybe do something maybe change the narrative about the Bucks being the favorite Jimmy Butler is one of the best two way players out there and he's not afraid of the big matchup and he has shown that throughout his career through all the changes that he's going he's not going to shy away from anything even at age 30, I think, the way he plays the game, how he understands the game. He became a star. He became a star when he was put into that role of leading the Bulls. And then being able to get through all these situations where he had to learn and understand things and work with other players. And to see his, his effect on this Miami team speaks to volumes about his way of winning, his infectious attitude in terms of bringing the best out of his teammates is showing. And I think Miami wouldn't be where they are without him driving, driving them all season long, getting them to the point where they do have a chance. And although they may not have all the experience that he has had, I think he's being able to share his experiences with players on the court to give them the ability to play above the competition speaks to how great of a player Jimmy Butler is and will continue to be. I'm excited to see what he does as the, the you know the Heat are going to be part of the restart and players are going to be showing up. And games will be played on an equal level. So whatever he has been learned through his experiences made him stronger. His story is one of those stories that nothing was hand-given to him. He had to earn whatever he had, being able to get through that period of time where... He wasn't sure about where he would be staying, where he would be living, attending basketball, college basketball. Being able to do that at Marquette. Earning a scholarship along his way. And achieving that. And to be able to make the NBA. Build his level, his playing skills up to the point where... He is talked about, and he should be more appreciated, and I hope that he wins a championship. Really hope that he can win a championship one day. And part of his journey continues. Whatever he has left in the tank, which he has plenty left in the tank. I'm excited to see what he does in the next five to six years.